so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Good morning. Good, good, good morning. How are you, my sister? Well, well, you know, I'm doing great, doing great. This is the last day for us of this uh, journey we've been on with the fast. So I'm feeling great. Yeah. yeah so I, I, you know, how are you feeling? I'm actually feeling really good. I'm, I probably, I'm just so <laughs> elated that this is the last day for folks. Um, Teresa and I, along with our spouses, have been doing a, a 20 day raw fast and you'll hear more about that, but I'm ecstatic because it's the last day. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. I feel good. You, you're you know. done. Yours was yesterday. You started early. Yeah, yeah, I started yeah. a day day early, but um, I'm di- I'm good. I can't wait. I mean, I'm gonna do it again. I'm looking forward to it. I hope July will do it again. Um, so I think it's a perfect kind of fast for the summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so easy to get local fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I don't think I would ever try this in the winter months. Yeah, yeah. I- Remember, we did it last year in the winter. It was hard, and we just did ten days, but it was hard. So. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't try this one in the winter months. Yeah, but um, thanks everyone for joining us here at Earrings Off. As always, we're delighted you decided to spend 30 minutes with us on a Saturday morning. Um, today, we're going to talk about um, what's happening in Florida with the education and um, how could we not? That's been all over the news. Um, it's just been... Um, just been a lot, uh, a heavy topic, just um, one that's been shocking the way that it's been handled. So it's just a lot going on in Florida. So I wonder how the people that live there are feeling about this. Because I told you I have a brother that lives in Florida, he and his family. And uh, I think as as a residence, they're just sort of um, embarrassed and concerned about the, um, the, the direction of the state under... Uh, the governor, Ron Governor Ron DeSantis, and of course, um, DeSantis is a Florida native, actually, and he's been quite busy. He's a Republican, and uh, of course, he's running for president. Many people say that's what this is all about, to curry favor and to uh, get votes, so. Yeah, I think he's, I think, you know, of course, the former president, um, uh, Trump is um, the front runner um, for the Republicans right now. And I think DeSantis is trying to go after his base of supporters. Um, I I really don't know if it's just that, Lou, or if it is who he truly is. Either way, the things and the, the decisions and the way he's running Florida is very dangerous, in my opinion. Okay, so let's... Let's first say, you know, to the Floridians, you know, these are our opinions. What We're on the outside looking in for sure, you know, uh, but this is what we see in the news and what we're reading. And in, in my opinion, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis is, 
he's really kind of short of a of a dictator when you yeah. think about it he's single-handedly based on what i'm hearing in the news making decisions and putting people in place positions that were otherwise voted in he's appointing even not yeah. allowing the people to make the decisions about right. who they want to represent them and i'm thinking in particular about the department of education and school boards things of that nature uh he's well, actually putting people in place who were going to be his mouthpiece and oh, yeah. um making um some really bad decisions that are very very dangerous and of course, what we're talking about are the new standards for how African-American history will be taught in schools in Florida. And uh, the new standards contain some very controversial language about how slaves develop skills which could be applied for their personal benefit, that slaves benefited from, um, you know, from slavery. And... Yeah. When, just to hear that is so offensive to my spirit, you know? It's really, it really is a gut punch. You know, um, you're absolutely right. I, I, I remember I sent you an article that I couldn't even get past the, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even get past the title. I didn't even go back to read the article because yeah. um it was just so offensive. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, you know, they, people, you know, we were brought to this country from Africa, not on our free will. They stole us um, um, from our country and they brought us to this country. And then to hear someone try to minimize it or make it seem like it wasn't so bad, like revision history, like this is revisionist history, um, is quite an insult. The, but the biggest insult with that statement is that you're assuming, or it, is, it assumes that people, slaves, enslaved people had no skills to begin with. They were living and doing just fine on their own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. making it. So yeah. to say that they came without skills and that they and that they benefited. I mean, I, I, I feel like what year is this anyway that we're having this conversation? Are we in the 60s? Well, what, what year is this, right? The yeah. fact that we even have to have this conversation is so asinine. It just blows my mind. And this man he wants mm -hmm. to be president of yeah. the United States that in, that we're included in. Black people are included in and he's already been exclusive. You know, it's, it's like so no. divisive. Yeah. Divisive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, and what don't, go ahead. Yeah, what they're saying um some faculty as a result of this change they are leaving their positions um, at, um, I know I, I saw at least one or two universities where now they're on the staff. And you know, in college, you have to have specific subjects to get a specific degree. And so they run the risk of not having um, educators 
in those areas to teach the classes. And so now students may be in danger of, you know, you know how you get to your third or fourth year sophomore freshman senior, and you may not be able to finish out and finish your degree, not through any fault of your own, but because the um, educators are just not there. And some of them are just taking a stand and saying it's not they feel awful for their students, but it's not just that they are taking a stand. It's that they cannot accept what they now want them to teach because it's inaccurate. And it's like you're setting up Florida students for a failure on a larger scale when they um, you know, apply for maybe advanced degrees or go into other areas because that teaching that they're now doing is flawed. And you are teaching this. So, yeah. So, so Lou, you bring up an excellent point that I didn't even think about at the collegiate level, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I was just thinking about the um, early, um, earlier yeah. years of education, but that's, that's quite, uh, that you, you're quite right in that. And that, I, that's something that I didn't even, didn't yeah, even think about, but bigger, well, not even bigger, but adding to that, Lou, what have we heard for years? If you don't know your history, if you don't know where you came from, you're bound to repeat it. And so right. it's, I, I think it's it's a bigger picture here, especially right. now in light of what you just brought up, because right. in the whole state of Florida, African-American studies is at risk. There's right. nobody in that and that and who's the teachers who learn that and are now spreading that throughout the country that might've come out of Florida, that that's one state and you know how things catch on, right? So this mm. is, this is just the beginning if we allow it to happen, right? right? So the thing that we've got to do and what Floridians need to do and when it comes to other states and, and people don't get it twisted. This could be yeah. you. This could be happening yeah. to you. You could be next. Your history yeah. could be getting revisioned. So, right. Don't sit well, back and let this happen. You have got to vote in these local elections. They matter. These state absolutely. elections, I know we spend so much time talking about national um, yeah. elections, but those local elections, your governors, your mayors, your your um, oh, yeah. council um, members, board of supervisors, yes. all of them. They're it, very they important. You yeah. gotta get yeah. registered to vote and you gotta you gotta uh, and we cannot let DeSantis uh, be president of the United States. He, we have to vote. We got to vote um, because yeah. he is not for everyone. Well, yeah. and I tell you, um, I mean, what, you know, the media can spin anything any way they want to. And they're, you know, the NAACP issued a travel ban for Florida as a result of this. And uh, some other Groups have joined, um, have also issued bans, um, not only in support, but they know that they will be impacted, could potentially be impacted because like you say, you come for me now, then what's next? You have the Hispanic community, LBGTQ community, all of them, um, who are issuing bans. And the, what I saw when I looked at that with regard to the, what's happening as a result of the ban, What's being uh, put out there is like, oh, you know, tourism is still up. But I have seen reports that Florida 
their tourism industry has been impacted. And I can just tell you from a personal stance, you know, we do a family reunion uh, every two years. So my niece and I, we head up the planning committee and we are always looking, scouting out locations all over the U.S. to see where we can go. And Florida has always been one we looked at. As a matter of fact, two years ago, uh, well, a year ago, it was in Florida. And um, so, but now, just, Teresa, just looking at the rates that I see for the properties that we would need in comparison to years ago, no, they're being impacted because those rates, nothing's gone down. Gas is up, housing, food, and we know that, right? But when I look at those properties, there are significant, they are significantly less than what I have seen in years past. And um, so, and I'm hearing from people, um, if you go on sites and you look at Airbnb and their vacation rentals, people are not going to Florida and those businesses are being impacted. And I feel awful for the owners of those properties because, you know, this is their livelihood. They have not done anything wrong. But now as a result of DeSantis' actions, they're caught up in this. People who not only own homes, but own businesses and restaurants. Restaurant owners are reporting that this time of the year, their restaurants are typically at 80 or 90% capacity in the evenings. And they're not having that. And they're asking, how are we going to survive this? And we already right. know that that's a tough industry. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It, that, that it is a tough, already a tough industry, but you're right. It's I crazy. Mean, there are right. impacts, but they won't, they won't admit it. But I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. But, but, you know, I think why this is so offensive to be, Teresa, is when you say, well, yeah, they were slaves, but they benefited from it. And not to be graphic, but the only thing I kept thinking about is, okay, so you kidnap and rape a woman and you take her out into uh, a field and somehow as a result of her kidnapping and being entrapped, she learns how to get free and and survive. So that makes it okay. You created the conditions for her to be in this. You You dehumanized her by your actions. You traumatized her. But as a result of all that torture and pain, she escaped and she learned how to survive. So that's a benefit. And Lou, I mean... You weren't graphic because it was far worse than that, if you can imagine, because some women were breeders. They were oh, yeah, forced into yeah. breeding. But, but can you imagine that? that? But, but, no, Lou, it's not a benefit. But that's what they want us to believe. That's what they want to, they, that's what they want to teach the children. They, that's what they want. That's what they want to teach. Right. Right. And then this guy, Manny Diaz, is the commissioner of the Board of Education, again, appointed by DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And I saw a statement that he made was that um, he the, the statement he made was if they taught the full story, 
they picked they they came to this conclusion because and I'm paraphrasing I I, I didn't write it down or uh, make no, notes no. about it but what he said basically what he was stating was that if they taught all of slavery they would have to t talk about brutal um, uh, acts that slaves committed yeah they were enslaved. So yeah, they're gonna fight back. You yeah, know? Yeah. So well, yeah, so yeah. it's part of it. Yes. So let's talk about that too. We don't we don't care, you know, that you have to it's the story, it's the history. So yes, let's talk about it. Let's not rewrite it. You're trying to say what he said was clear evidence of how they're trying to make it pretty for someone. Yeah. But it's well, not well, a pretty story. It's not pretty. Well, Right. Well, well, so, go ahead. No, go on. Okay. So, what I was gonna—I I don't want to change the subject just yet. I was gonna change the subject. Go ahead. Well, what I saw though was that the whole impetus behind this was that you don't want certain people to feel bad about themselves to, to yes. feel that they are bad people for committing for their ancestors committing these acts, but. For years, the whole curriculum in this country and actions and laws have been purposely made and followed to make us feel bad and yeah. mess bad. And it, that's I mean, okay. that was the whole goal was to and make to us do. feel less than, less than to, to even though chains were removed, to still be in bondage. So that was the whole goal. But now you don't want to tell the true story because you don't want people to know about your brutal history. Yeah. It's either that or I don't like to be to sound like a like a conspiracy conspiracy theorist or they want us to forget so that it can happen again. Right. You know, we don't need to forget. And that's what I wanted to say. That's what I was going to punt to because we, we got to get to our next yeah, segment. Yeah, but yeah. Um, what can we do? You know, we alluded to it earlier. We need to get registered. We need to vote. And we don't need well, to wait. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you, we need to not only register, vote. You're absolutely right. Not only think about at the national level, at the local level, but what we also need to do is what I can't remember his name. The young man that was part of the Central Park Five that's now running for um, local office in New York. We need to be in those positions. We need to run don't worry about if you do your best to win, but run. You can't win if you don't run. Yeah. Get on the ballot. And that's where it starts. Because if we can get in some of these seats, that's going to make all the difference. All the because difference. then you have a seat at the table and you have a voice. So yeah. it's all of that. Yeah. The, the, other, so. the, other, the other point I wanted to make is don't wait. Don't wait for a teacher to teach your child about history. Absolutely right? not. Right. So you got to get your own books, you know, go to the Smithsonian Institute. Don't wait. Do it right. yourself. 
and read to them, right. talk about it. You know, when we were kids, it wasn't taught in the schools. And we we talked about it. My mom got us books. We It was right. talked about in our church. We just got to get back to those basics and keep our history and learn, learn our history. Yeah, we, we have to Okay, do that. and now I'm going to get off my soapbox, Lou. Okay. All right. Health, <laughs> ma'am. All right. So we're going to transition a bit to a health focus. Um, Lou, this, I, I found another book, um, okay. some months ago and it's called the veg it's called Vegication, Vegication over medication. medication. Ooh, I gotta it's, write that down. It, it's written by a, a black, um, surgeon, um, ex, uh, no, he's not a surgeon. He's a doctor. I can't remember what his specialty is, but it's not mm-hmm. nutrition. <clears throat> So um, there's there was something that I read in the at the very beginning of the book that I want to share today. Um, And by no means am I. This is just a way. Right. (laughs) This is not the it's just a way. Okay, but this is about the human body. Uh, This is a really short uh, paragraph about the it's titled The Amazing Human Body. The ve- this vehicle, the human body, is by far the most complicated piece of machinery in existence on Earth. Here are, ju- here are a few amazing facts about the magnificent machinery you possess. The stomach's digestive assets are strong enough to not only digest zinc, but the tissues around it. However, the cells lining the stomach regenerate at a rapid rate and it makes it possible to um, dissolve them, impossible to dissolve them. The brain produces the electrical equivalent to a 20 watt light bulb, which would explain the comparison of a lit light bulb bulb over our heads when we have a great epiphany. You would need 82 processors for for a supercomputer to simulate just one one second of 1% of our brain's capacity. Ounce for ounce, human bone is stronger than granite or steel, yet it weighs three times less. A man's testicles can manufacture up to 10 million sperms daily, which makes a man capable of repopulating the entire planet in six months. Wow. The human body, don't get no ideas, anybody out there. (laughs) (laughs) The human body is made of seven octillion atoms. As a comparison, our entire galaxy is made up of only 3 billion stars. 90% of our cells aren't even human in origin. Most are fungi and bacteria. The skin is replaced every two weeks. Every 120 days, our entire blood supply is replaced. Every 300 days, through the brilliance of our divine engineering, we have a new liver. Every Mm. 10 years, we get an entirely new skeletal system. So, you know, Lou, how many of those things did you, were you aware of? Like how many? Yeah. So many of them I, I had never even thought about, right? I had heard, but not all of them. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Right. So when you, when you hear that, it's like, why are we sick? Why do we have uh, fatty liver disease? Why do we have, 
you know, all of these elements, right? According to this guy, the next chapter is the key. Of course, this is a plant, this book is about plant-based, being on a plant-based diet, but right. he talks about the importance of having um, a plant, a plant-based diet and how that helps to regenerate. Basically, you are what you eat. So what we are doing to our bodies, because they're, they, you have heard, I'm sure many have heard that our body is, is designed to heal itself. I mean, you get a cut, what happens? It heals itself, right? Our bodies. But when we put the environment, the environmental effects, the, which we oftentimes have no control over, but what we eat, we do have a little bit more control over but that's how we're tearing our bodies down. And we need to think about the magnificent um, of our bodies and give it a chance wow. to survive and to thrive. Um, this same doctor, Lou, keep me, keep me up on the time because, you know, we, I, mm-hmm. I want to say this thing, but watch the time for me. This same doctor had the opportunity after graduating medical school to go to Japan, Okinawa, to to study the centenarians. He did the same thing in California, the uh, Adventists that are, uh, there's a community of seven day Adventists there that have a same, a similar group of people who have, who live well over 100 years. And the thing that he studied, what he, what he found out about them, what we all hear is community, you know, the types of food that you're eating, um, the exercise and, you know, all of those things matter, you know, so, we really have to be mindful about um, about the food, the food that we eat. That's basically what this is talking about. But also other things like exercise and environment and all those things. They're all important. Okay. okay. All right. That is such good stuff. Um, we are, as always, are going to finish up our show today with a mantra. Of course, um, a mantra is something that we say to ourselves. It's so important that we speak kindly to ourselves, that we inspire ourselves and empower ourselves. Today is a good day. I will make it so. My reality is formed by what my mind tells it. Today, I am healthy and well. I am at peace. I extend kindness to myself and others. In my actions and interactions today, I lead with my commitment to do better and be better. I commit to being part of the solution. To positively impact the environment and the world. My choices become my reality. Join us for our next regular show here on Fireside on Tuesday, August 8th at 8 p.m. Can you believe it, Lou? I cannot. I can't believe that we're almost in August, first of all. Summer is almost over. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. So follow us Follow us on YouTube at The Earrings Off Podcast. Check out our latest episodes wherever you listen to to podcasts. We're on all the major platforms. Don't sleep on our blogs, y'all, which you can find on our website at www.earringsoff.com. 
So that's it for us here at Earrings Off today. Thank you so much for joining us. Take good care. Have a wonderful day, folks. 